Whoever fights monsters should see to it that in the process, he does not become a monster. Hello and episode, welcome to episode 120 of Under the Cull of MS. Regular episode. So we're going to, actually I'm going to start by saying something quick here. In March, according to the Farmer's Almanac, is named for the Roman god of war, Mars. This was the time of year to resume military campaigns that had been interrupted by winter. Just can't can't go out and kill in those winter months, you know. All right, I start this out with a puzzle. You get, I'll give the answer later on in the episode. What am I? I move incessant to and fro, obedient to moon and sun, but though I serve both high and low, all wait on me. I wait on none. I'll give that answer later on in the episode. <clears throat> For comics, we're going to start out talking about Alice Cooper versus Chaos. Dynamite Comics. I was very happy to find out that I had this. I bought it not long ago, but totally forgot I bought the trade paperback version. I thought I just had some of the individual comics. but It's the ultimate heavy metal crossover. As rock and roll legend Alice Cooper crosses paths with the fiends of the chaos. Comics universe. When bizarre dreams plague evil Ernie, chastity, and purgatory, they put aside their bitter rivalries to hunt down the Lord of Nightmares, Alice Cooper himself. However, the sinister showman no longer holds dominion over the night. Something evil has bastardized the dream probe, a tool once used to treat Ernest Fairchild's mental illness to spread rampant fear something with deadly venom malevolence malevolent kin and a reach that coils around the world up to alice cooper and his unlikely allies to save the sanity of and then blow blow the minds of metalheads everywhere this is very fun. Typical chaos comics for me. You get the a good chunk of the gang in here, which is nice. And you have Alice Cooper, Vex, which is a older person trapped in a younger person's body, is what I get from that. And she has all kinds of powers. Special powers. You got chastity, you got oblivia, voodoo child, rip serendipity and carcass which is a group of younger uh, mostly younger uh, superheroes super villain types more to me it's more like a coven of witches style but one's like a zombie one's a vampire a couple have witch powers and stuff like that i don't really know much about that group uh then Purgatory's in here, Evil Ernie, Mary, which is 
like evil Ernie, someone that's doing a piece on evil Ernie and he's got a thing for her and smiley, the button, of course, the psychotic button. And throughout this, you have lots of dream worlds that pop in and out and smiley deals with a lot of issues. Alice Cooper's snake does a variety of things throughout here, which is fun to see what happens with that. Uh, in the dream realm, you got all kinds of strange things, strange beings, even a shark that's floating around trying to eat people. Uh, and Alice ha has like strange nightmare style creatures, not your normal standard night nightmare style creatures. So those are brought into everybody's dream realms and stuff. And you also get uh, a lot of references. I mean, Tim Seeley's a big part of this, of course. And you get to see a lot of stuff in Wisconsin. They go to Milwaukee. They go to the outskirts of Wisconsin. They have a concert event at the Rave. So it's nice seeing the little things that portray back to eight I live in. So it gives you extra interest in the book itself. And then there's this other witchy character that appears throughout the storyline and find out she's in control of a lot of the issues that are going on. And it's just it's a lot of a lot of chaos fun. I really enjoyed this. I'm so glad I had the graphic novel version of it and not I thought like I said, just the comic version. So I actually got to read the whole story. I hope they do more. I know Alice Cooper's done a ton of different things. So you got he'll you never know when he'll appear in different things around the comic industry. Then another one I checked out. I don't think I reviewed this one yet. But who knows if I did, you're getting a second viewing. But this is uh, Faith, Hollywood and Vine trade paperback by Valiant Comics. It's the bigger girl superhero. Because us bigger people don't have many superheroes to really other than Big Bertha from the uh, Great Lakes Avengers. Don't really have many bigger characters that represent the bigger person. And I guess you could say like the thing and Hulk, but Hulk's pretty muscled up. So I don't consider him a bigger person other than his physical size. And then other than that, you really just got like the Kingpin, the Blob, Rhino, and they're all bad guys. I can't think of a good person offhand, a good guy offhand other than Big Bertha and Faith. So. But Faith Herbert has always wanted to be a superhero, just like the ones in her favorite comic books. When she unlocked her latent Syat powers and joined the Harbinger Renegades, she finally had her shot. 
Now she's going to see if she's got what it takes to make it as a solo hero. Secret identity and all. By day, she's a mild-mannered pop culture blogger. By night, she's LA's leading superhero. The sky-soaring Zephyr. And when other young Syats start going missing without a trace all over the city of angels, it's going to be up to her to find out why. It's a whole new beginning for Faith. Her first solo series, I believe. And I got this with two other graphic novels that were autographed, so that's why I jumped on these. But, uh, and I also seen this in the previews catalog months back and did consider jumping on and checking it out. But I'm glad I waited and just got the trade paperback version. It's a very enjoyable story. Uh, you get to see her dealing with her co-workers, which she doesn't. She wants to stick with them because she actually enjoys working with them and enjoys who they are. And she has these strength abilities and indestructible abilities and stuff and she can like fly along and put like a shield around a, a bubble type i don't know how you want how to explain it but like a little aura around a person and drag them with her when she flies around and there's a cute thing in here where she saves a bunch of puppies <laughs> but yeah she tries to hide her identity which is kind of hard it's harder for a bigger person than a smaller person especially because physical body size it's kind of easy to see it's not just changing wearing glass glasses and changing your hair color is going to do much for us bigger people but fun watching her deal with her co-workers and then there's an event that happens where she has no choice but the superhero up at work and then they're like what <laughs> it's like kind of hard not to tell it your zephyr but it's like, and then one wants to rat her out, but then they keep her identity, thankfully, for the time being. And then see all these issues with these psyots being that are just hooked up to machines in some warehouse somewhere or some building somewhere. She goes through a lot of dream sequences in here. Yeah, see what she does to save the other Syats and find out what's all going on with the bad guys and who they are and what they're doing. I don't want to ruin all that for you. This is a very enjoyable story. I will read more of her in the future. They keep working with her. Check the, those two graphic novels, trade paperbacks out if you're interested in something like that. Those are enjoyable. And then... I know you're dying for the answer of what am I? I move incessant to and fro, obedient to moon and sun. But though I serve both high and low, all wait on me. I wait on none. Well, what'd you come up with? Answer is the tide. The tide's controlled by the celestial plane and all that and tide comes in tide goes out yeah that's your answer for your little march quiz there uh and we're just going to talk about a variety of ms things he's got some little 
informative little different things to talk about. It's like multiple sclerosis, MS is one disease, but it doesn't develop the same way in everyone. There are four types, elapsing remitting, primary progressive, secondary progressive, and clinically isolated syndrome. Most people with MS have the relapsing remitting form early on, though they may develop a secondary progressive type years later or go on to primary progressive or depending on your body and what's going to happen with how, how you're progressing, where you're at when you get diagnosed and all that stuff can all have different effects on that. They have repeated attacks of symptoms like numbness and tingling and weakness, vision problems and fatigue, followed by symptom-free periods called remission. Those are, that's for mostly the relapsing remitting, some of the secondary progressive, uh, once you hit the primary progressive, you're not losing that. So the for the people with the primary progressive form, the disease looks very different. Symptoms are harder to pinpoint, like weak muscles, trouble walking or climbing stairs, and they don't come in the same relapsing remitting pattern. They'll stay, your symptoms will stay with you long term, if not permanently. Doctors use the same test to help diagnose MS, the magnetic resonance imaging, MRI, to look for lesions on the brain and spinal cord and a spinal tap to find markers of inflammation, signs of immune system attack. Age and gender offer more clues to the disease type. Elapsing remitting MS affects significantly more women than men, and most are diagnosed in their 20s or 30s. Men are just as likely as women to get the primary progressive form, but it often starts later in their 40s or 50s. Doctors treat primary progressive MS with drugs to manage symptoms like fatigue, bladder issues, and pain, along with disease-modifying medicines to slow the progression of damage to the brain and spinal cord. Everyone with primary progressive MS should have a physical therapy or occupational therapy regimen and remain as physically active as, as possible. Vitamin D is crucial and higher levels of vitamin D are linked to less damage and disability from MS. And they, I, my wife the other day brought home, and I take 5,000 IUs of vitamin D a day, three to five, depending on the time of year and stuff like that. Cause I like to watch my numbers from my yearly blood tests and everything. But then my wife brought home a 50,000 IU vitamin D pill. I started taking one of those every week. So it's, they got tons of varieties out there for you to choose from. And <clears throat> we can get burned out pretty quick with our fatigue and stress and everything else with MS. Four tips for caregivers. Care <laughs> Four tips for caregivers of people with MS are preserve your energy. Take steps to protect your own well-being as multiple studies show that caregivers are at risk for physical and mental health problems such as heart disease and depression. 
And some of us people that you care for can be major assholes to deal with too. So that can add on stress. If you don't think about the first people around us sometimes when we're just thinking about our own pains. Getting regular sleep, eating well, staying physically active, and planning time away with friends is keys to helping you keep your own self in check. Nurture your relationships. Taking care of a loved one with MS can strain your connection. So making an effort to communicate honestly about worries and expectations is always good. Be honest with each other. Just be straightforward. Why hide things? It's so stupid. Just someone's going to argue with you because of the way you feel or what what you're telling them, then get rid of them because they don't belong in your life in the first place. And so you should be around people that you can work with, adapt with. And if you can't, find someone new in my, my opinion. But a growing number of psychotherapists and mental health counselors Specialize in issues around MS so you can talk to them. Find support. It may help you talk with other MS care, help you by talking with other MS caregivers. Ask your healthcare provider to recommend an MS caregiver support group if they know of any. Or you can research them online. Help at home. You may need assistance when caring for your loved one. As MS progresses, ask around for recommendations of local home health care or organizations. Contact the National MS Society for referrals. Talk to family and friends that don't have MS to help you uh, work with the person with MS. Summer's right around the corner. All that summer fun's going to be out there, but you're also going to have the sweltering temperatures so make sure you drink extra fluids and limit your sun exposure during the peak hours warmer weather can lead to overheating which can cause the sudden onset onset or worsening of symptoms such as blurry vision numbness or weakness the problem is called Uthoff's phenomenon U-H-T-H-O-F-F apostrophe S. A well-documented doc- condition in which heat, I've never heard of it, so uh, how is it well-documented? This is the first time I'm hearing that name. <laughs> but in which heat from hot weather, exercise, or even a hot shower makes neurological symptoms worse. MS damages the myelin sheath, which is coating that normally protects nerve cells helps them transmit messages of efficiency. It's like I've said in the past, too, with heat, I've collapsed, I've lost control of my arms and legs, I've blacked out, my vertigo gets way worse, I'll get get that thing where the whole world will bounce and spin, and it'll feel like it actually is doing that, or it'll just do a side-to-side dip or whatever, and I visually see that and stuff. That's usually when I'm around extreme heat uh i've collapsed in the shower i've face planted the wall of the shower i've got so confused i didn't know how to bathe myself in the shower that was all heat related but yeah 
keep an eye on things like that. Try and work around what you can. Certain people with MS generally have a higher body te- body temperature than those with without the condition. So an upstick in neurological problems is usually temporary, thankfully. And be extra cautious about keeping cool when it's hot outside or anytime you might get overheated. Uh, such especially when you're exercising or just out and about in the middle of summer like they said with hot water and stuff like that drinking plenty of cold water throughout the day don't wait until you're thirsty which is a sign your body is already becoming dehydrated wear a cooling vest which they have tons of cooling vest items nowadays you can get headbands or neckbands and plan for breaks in an air-conditioned place. Headed to the beach or pool, take frequent dips in the water to help keep your core body temperature down. Work out in a cool air-conditioned room or gym. If you plan to exercise outside, choose the coolest part of the day, such as early morning. Take a cool bath or shower after exercise activity or exposure to heat to lower your body temperature avoid hot tubs they're terrible for us well most of us and saunas year-round most importantly listen to your body heat doesn't affect everyone with ms the same way but if you start to notice that you feel off seek shade or air conditioning and drink more water promptly some things us people with MS wish people that don't have MS know, would know. Would be diagnosis is difficult. Many of the symptoms of multiple sclerosis are shared with other diseases, including Lyme disease, lupus, fibromyalgia, leading to frequent misdiagnoses. Like I said in the past, it took forever for me to get diagnosed. Even though I told the doctors straight out, I believe my symptoms are MS related and my wife said it and they totally ignored me. It's like you might as well go to a veterinarian clinic because they can't talk to the dogs, but they can figure their things out. But go to a human doctor and speak English to them and or you speak their language and they don't hear what the hell you're saying or take it into consideration. Doctors Use a combination of medical history, physical exam, MRI, and spinal tap to make their final diagnosis. It often takes months and sometimes longer for patients to receive an accurate diagnosis. Oh, shit, there. Another one is it's called an invisible disease for a reason. With MS, it's possible to look great and feel terrible. Since symptoms such as fatigue, blurred vision, muscle weakness, numbness and tingling in the face, arms, and legs are impossible to see. It can be difficult for others to recognize the severity of the disease or the toll it takes on the body and the mind. As a result, those living with MS may be left feeling frustrated, isolated, and misunderstood. Basically, we got a chronic condition, has no cure. If we say we feel like crap, we feel like crap. We shouldn't have to explain what we're feeling, how we're feeling it, and then get told stupid things like, oh, yeah, I've, been, I've had that. I get that. 
they know you don't you have no concept of what we get things we get that you get you can pretty much increase the way you feel when you get them by 10 and that's the start of what we feel so quit trying to diagnose us we know we have the condition we know what we're dealing with <laughs> i guess we're sorry that you can't see all our problems I guess it would be better if you seen my skin peeling from my body. If you seen knives flying into my different parts of my body, or if I had my tongue stuck to an electrical cord, and you could see the electric electrodes just flowing out of my body. I don't know what you want from us. I don't know why we have to show you our disease or explain our disease. Just understand, hey, we got a freaking disease. If I walked up and said I got cancer. You'd look shocked. I walk up and say I got MS, whereas no one with MS can say I used to have it. Think about it, jackass. This disease sucks, and it doesn't help when you guys basically downgrade us, demean us. There are good days and bad days. The most common form of the disease is called relapse and remitting MS. You may feel great during remissions, but struggle with debilitating symptoms during relapses. Relapses are more common in the early stages of the, the, the disease. But their numbers decrease with the right treatment plan. Remissions can last weeks or months. But yet, <laughs> you can have stuff constantly also. So <laughs> you never know what. Any one person is dealing with and everybody with MS is different. I don't care if you know someone with MS. They do not have the same issues I got. Trust me, we are all different. No two cases are alike. The symptoms that are most challenging for one person might not affect another, and the mix of symptoms can change over time. Understanding how a loved one experiences the, the disease can make it easier to provide appropriate support. There is no cure, but treatments are improving. MS is a lifelong chronic condition with no cure. Multiple anti-inflammatory medications have been approved to help manage symptoms, reduce relapses, and slow disease progression. The medication is just one part of the treatment puzzle. Medication is often prescribed alongside physical therapy, occupational therapy, and speech therapy. Support groups or counseling can help also help those with MS manage, manage the disease and improve their quality of life. But there is no cure, so get off our backs. Quit telling us that all oh, this one person does this one diet and they're perfectly fine. Well, guess what? I've seen that person lately. He's not doing that fine. So just Get over yourselves. Things help, but there are no cure. People with MS need support. Navigating care can be especially difficult for patients with cognitive symptoms like brain fog. People don't understand what we're saying. We struggle with trying to explain things to them, and they just things go out the window. So take those into consideration when you're thinking about. Someone with MS, or you meet someone with MS, don't sit there and act like you know what you're talking about. This is March, and the big part of March is St. Patrick's Day. 
that's coming up down the road here. I'm not sure exactly what day it is this month, but who was St. Patrick? Was there really a St. Patrick? Definitely. Did he really drive the snakes out of Ireland? Probably not, since snakes weren't alive to Ireland, weren't native to Ireland. St. Patrick was born in Britain as Maowen Sukat at age 16, around 8400. He was kidnapped from his home on the West Coast and carried off to Ireland to become a slave who worked as a shepherd. After six years, he escaped. On returning home, he received his call in a dream to preach the gospel. Spent the next 15 or so years in a monastery preparing for his missionary work. When he became a priest, his name was changed to Patricius and eventually Patrick. Although some Christians lived in Ireland at the time, it was Patrick who spread Christianity throughout the land and brought an organized church into existence. All right, I'm running out of time. So kick the shit out of the monster. Be good to yourself. Be good to everybody else. Take care of yourself. Do what you can to make you feel as well as possible. Uh, check out Crimson Cowl Comic Book Club. A group of us get together and talk comics. It's family friendly. And then we have Under the Cowl, which is whatever happens. Who knows what's going to happen? Not necessarily family friendly. Talk about whatever we want. Check those out. Have a great day. And we'll talk to you again soon.